And that's a mistake I think a lot of people make. It's like they see a little bit of success. They're like, now I need to hire the team. And now I need to like do a book and I need to go on tour and I do all these things. And you crank up that treadmill speed and that's exciting at first, but the dopamine wears off and now you're still sprinting. And that's like the definition of burnout. Welcome to Video Production Daily. I am thrilled. We are at the season three, getting to the end of week three. We're talking about the economic impact of video. People pay video creators to really impact their strategy, impact their business. Somehow this guy, Mark Rober, makes a terrific living making video as well. We're excited to hear his perspective, learn a little bit more about the economic impact that Mark Rober is having on the marketplace, uh, but also specifically, Mark, how it is that you generate money to create these inspiring projects that have no storyboards, no pre-production, no clients signing off on things. Uh, people create video for a whole host of reasons, Mark. Why do you create video? And then specifically, let's get into the economics of it, because I think we heard a little bit about the passion in week one and why you create it. But um, economically, how does it work out with you creating this content? Yeah. Um... I mean, something I joke with my other like YouTube creators who have pretty large followings like myself is like, if we're being honest with ourselves, and some of them won't tell you this, but I think the truth is, is like, if we didn't get paid and, and make decent money for doing what we do, I would probably still make videos, but there's no way I would make them at like the pace that I do. It's a lot of work, you know? Um, especially like the edit, like the edit is something I refuse to give up. I enjoy it. I feel like that's where a lot of the heart of the video is captured in the story. Um, and it's like a slot. I mean, it's like a solid week of, of hard work. I worked at NASA and Apple and my brain is more tired from just chipping away at all this footage to create a narrative and a story that's really impactful. At the end of that, I'm exhausted, like mentally it's work. Um, so yeah. The question is like, how how do how do you make money making YouTube videos? Yeah, it's just interesting to look at the economics of video production in mm. general, right? And so many people are doing work for hire, mm. or there's so many ways to make money in this industry. So it's interesting to look at your perspective, right? Where you're you're really making entertainment right, at the end right, of the day, yeah, and yeah. and um, so there's an advertising model that backs that yeah. up, right? And Google is funding it to some extent. Yeah, I mean, in some sense, like Google is my client, right? They're paying me to get eyeballs on YouTube and so they run ads on that and it used to be and then at the end of my videos I usually have like 60 seconds like a uh, I'll pitch some product right like uh, KiwiCo is the current sponsor Amazon with Audible um, HelloFresh I've done a bunch of them I've done had one at the end of all my videos for like four years and over time obviously the more eyeballs you get the more they'll pay you it used to be like 90 10 90 percent of my revenue was from uh was from sponsorships 10 percent was actually from ad revenue on youtube and now it's it's flipped because the channel itself gets so many views it's probably like um 70 no like 60 percent is from youtube and ads and th and 40 percent is from sponsors now, something we talked about before, too, is now Facebook is compensating mm -hmm. for content. That's something I didn't realize before. Mm -hmm. But how does that kind of break down for you? What are the different platforms where you're pushing content that are having an impact on the uh, the financial side? Financially, it? it's just Facebook and YouTube. And if you can, you know, my squirrel video is the most watched video on all of Facebook for like 
the months of March and April or something like 200 million views or something. And so they, they, that, that compensates just as well as YouTube does if you can make it pop on Facebook. So I'll put a version on Facebook, usually different than the YouTube video slightly, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and then I'll put something on Instagram, something on Twitter, something on TikTok. But Facebook and YouTube are the only two where they'll actually pay you for that. It's interesting, Mark, because uh, a lot of what we've done this week has talked about empathy and creating, right? Like we're not just creating stuff to create it. We're, we're creating it for someone else. And um, when you think about Mark Rober as a production company and everything that you do, do you see it as a business? Like how do you look at what you're doing? I mean, kind of, but not really. Like if I saw it as a business, then I would hire like 15 people and I would do four videos a month and I would like be cranking this thing up. But to me, it's just kind of like a, I really try and look at it as like a hobby still, you know, and it's like I'm happy with one video a month. It's kind of like one video every other month. Like that's a good steady pace on my treadmill that I could maintain for a long time. And that's a mistake I think a lot of people make is like they see a little bit of success. They're like, now I need to hire the team and now I need to like do a book and I need to go on tour and I do all these things and you crank up that treadmill speed and that's exciting at first but the dopamine wears off and now you're still sprinting. And that's like the definition of burnout basically, you know? And so I intentionally push back on that and keep my team really small. I still do the edits because I don't want to just become a manager. Like I'm a creative and that's what I want to do. And inevitably when people scale, they realize after a year, holy crap, all I do is now manage like how much people get paid and internal struggles and, you know, the, the boring aspects of scheduling and they're no longer just making cool stuff, which is what got them in this in the first place. So I'm very cognizant of that. And so far it's worked really well. Knock on fake metal, whatever this is. <laughs> it seems to be some kind of, uh, aluminum. Yeah, probably it's alloy. not fake metal. It's like knock on, uh, treated aluminum, knock on treated aluminum as the saying goes. <laughs> uh, follow up question, Mark on, you were talking about, okay, Facebook and YouTube make up a, a chunk of what you do as far as AdSense or money coming in from ads. Um, but you're publishing to all these other platforms. It sounds like you've got stuff going to Twitter. I know that I saw you on TikTok the other day, and I think I saw an original piece of content on TikTok that wasn't on other platforms. Yeah, that's probably true. So tell us a little bit about these uh, these side pursuits, Mark. I Why mean, are you publishing everywhere? I'm annoyed by TikTok. I honestly wish it just didn't exist, but it's like it seems to be on enough of a trajectory. Like I never did Snapchat. But like TikTok just isn't going away and all the kids are using it. So it's like, I don't want to be caught in a, in a losing position on that. Right. At some point they probably will monetize the platform. You just want to be in a good position. Plus it's all about like grabbing attention and mind share. So it's like, you kind of just have to be on the different platforms and have a presence there. And the fact that no one's making money on that kind of like levels the playing field. It's like, whatever, we're all in the same game. So that's why I'm on those other platforms. Uh, yeah, just, I guess, to have a presence, basically. Mark, thank you so much. It's been fascinating to hear a little bit about the economics of what you do in creating incredible content. Uh, there are things that some people just insist on doing right. It's the things that make them different, the things that make them unique, and, of course, what makes their content special. Next week, we're going to spend our time with Mark talking about the things he insists on doing right. So join us again then. Mark, thank you for joining us. Thank you all for joining us on another episode of Video Production Day. Filmmakers and video creators. As you know, production budgets are wildly inconsistent. Sometimes they rise, sometimes they fall. 
but your ability to bring creativity to a project is always in demand. I want to introduce you to the Masters of Engagement online course. Learn how to clarify creative ideas, engage audiences using conflict, dance, art, character development, relevancy, and unexpectedness in story. Every professional video creator should learn about audience psychology from mastersofengagement.com. I've included a discounted link in the show notes below, and I can't wait to see you in the online course.